Hello, and welcome to the 100th episode of Recluse Horror. Uh, this is no longer a daily podcast. Uh, with me today, again, is Sam. Hey. Um, so a little background on the podcast. Uh, back on my birthday, a little over a year ago, I decided I wanted to watch and review a horror movie every single day. Uh, I did so for the entire year. Uh, I'm no longer doing daily episodes. Um, but, uh, I had to do one for Friday the 13th in April, which is when my birthday was. So obviously I had to do one today. Um, so, uh, today I decided, uh, I get, well, I actually gave Sam two choices. I gave him one, uh, that I've been trying to get him to watch that I watched by myself for like a thousand years, or I wanted to rewatch, uh, what was probably, uh, at least in, in a lot of respects, my favorite out of all of the movies that I saw this year. I figured, even though I had seen it before, um, it might be neat to watch it a second time and uh, to actually be able to talk about it on the podcast. Um, and so that's what we did. So we watched Martin from 1978. Now, Sam did see that one with me. Uh, this He did not pick the one that he hadn't seen that I've been trying to get him to watch because he hates me. Is that right? That's why? Uh. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> no, he was sleepy and didn't want to read subtitles, and it was one of the ones with subtitles. Ho- hopefully, I'll get him to watch it uh, sometime soon. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, Sam, how did you like Martin from nineteen seventy eight? I enjoyed it uh, very much. <laughs> this would be funnier if they could see your face, probably. Uh... No, thank you. <laughs> um, so, uh, Martin is, it, it's a rare non-zombie movie written and directed by George Romero. Um, we watched this back on day 52 of my whole thing. So we watched it, uh, on the 30th of May, 2017, and it's definitely one that stuck with me. Um, probably there's, there's a few that are definitely better movies. There are some that I enjoyed more on different levels, um, but this one was such a surprise that it was going to be this good. Uh, n- not, not that I don't like George Romero and think that his zombie movies are kind of awesome. I, I do love the original, um, Dawn of the Dead movies. Uh, not as big of a fan of Night, Night of the Living Dead, which I know is kind I really of, like Night of the Living Dead. I think I, know. I like it the best. It's uh, like, actually. it's like a controversial opinion. Sam wouldn't even let me finish my sentence. I probably like Martin so better. Yeah. Good. Yeah, me too. Uh, I I definitely do. I like this better than any of them. And in fact, uh, George Romero, which if you hadn't heard, passed maybe six months ago, was it something like that? Something like that. I don't know. Um, Till basically the day he died, he said Martin was his the favorite movie that he had ever made. And having seen this, I totally understand why. Um, So the movie. Basically, in the film, it, it, it's about a young man that's convinced that he's a vampire uh, that goes to live with his elderly and superstitious cousin who wishes to cure him of his vampirism one way or another. Um, it also contains a rare acting performance by uh, practical effects master Tom Savini and actually George Romero himself as well. I, I want to save any any I want to reserve any opinions based on this viewing that we did today like comparatively to the one that we did before to till till the end of the podcast just so that we're we're aware don't do comparative just do just talk about like how how you enjoyed it and the things that you liked and what you picked up on okay yeah okay does that does that make any sense to you it makes sense it doesn't seem like something i can do yeah is it i don't remember it's been yeah uh six months yeah, it's been like 300 days. It's been over 300 oh, days. That's, yeah, it's longer than six months. Yeah, we watched it on it's the 30th, like a year of, ago 30th of May. The 30th of May. Yeah, so almost a year ago, like 11 months ago or something. Uh, so before we get too far into this, I, I will say um, if you have any problem watching um, non-consensual, you know sexual contact this is this is not your movie there are definitely a few scenes that are gonna be pretty rough for you um 
So you do, it's honestly it's it's fairly tame compared to what I've seen in other movies, but that doesn't mean like it's almost creepy on a different level the the, the way that that those scenes play out in this movie, would you say? Um yeah, it's it's very weird. Mhm. To say the least. Yeah. So so yeah, anyway, yeah, if if you have trouble watching that, this is probably not your movie. I I wouldn't suggest watching this movie. Um, unless you really feel like you want to fight through it and I, and it's not necessarily like, don't hesitate to turn it off. In, in a way, it's a big part that. of the movie also. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So even though like, it's the not. The scenes aren't terribly graphic. No. But the theme is very strong in the movie. Right. It is. It, it is. It is a very central point to it, even though it, it's not terribly graphic and it doesn't take up a whole lot of screen time either at, I would say 10 minutes out of the whole hour and 35 minute movie, Mm -hmm. 30 hour and 36. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely something that, that, that you should consider at least, uh, before jumping into this one. Um, so there aren't many special effects to speak of in this movie, mainly just blood. Um, so there's really not much to be said on, you know, on that front. Um, it, it it's that it's that really bright blood they had at that point in the 70s that where it almost looks like paint or candle wax or something like that like it's viscous and really red what did you think about that um for for this movie it's it's weird uh-huh. uh i like the way it looks in this uh-huh. movies specifically S- yeah specifically yeah uh also uh i guess this uh Romero wanted to make this movie in black and white, totally in black and white, mm-hmm. but the producer didn't want to and stuff like that. Because... Just like The Crow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know, maybe that had something to do with it. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, it's very, it's very bright. It doesn't bug me. Yeah. Uh, it definitely doesn't look realistic, but I think it's kind of intentional for contrast. Like he's, I, he probably figured like if it's gonna, I mean, this kind of blood was pretty common back mm-hmm. In the late seventies, mid seventies, I'd say, um, but I, I feel like he figured like if I'm not going to be able to get black and white, I might as well have something contrasted. And there is a lot of black and white in this. They they not to the level that the crow did. If, if, for those of you that don't know, the crow uh, the the crow was another movie that that the producers wanted to film in black and white, or the the filmmakers wanted to rather. Uh, film it in black and white because the comic was in black and white. If you didn't know, it's based on a comic book. Um, and uh, the, they wouldn't let them. They said, you know, basically a black and white movie is not going to sell. So instead, they just made everything black and white anyway by just making all the sets black and white. Um, this doesn't do exactly that. There's definitely color in there. Um, but but most of it is very neutral tones or very dark tones. There's not a whole lot of middle ground on that in a lot of the scenes. Would you say that's correct? It's very drab. Yeah. Um, I can't remember where it was filmed, but uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the houses are stark white. And... Yeah, and and uh, old, not freshly painted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very uh, drab in that way, like late seventies. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So the pacing in this one is pretty. It's pretty slow, wouldn't you say? Uh. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth getting through. Um, if you do decide to watch this one and, and the stuff that we mentioned before that might, you know, bug you, um, doesn't turn you off of it, um, make sure you get it all the way to the end because the end definitely is what ties the whole movie together thematically. And, you know, just the whole point of the story is in the very final moments, the last 35 seconds of the film. That we're going to talk about right are, now? Are as much... Uh, no. Are as much important to this movie as any other 35 seconds in the movie there's no there's no there there's no uh like falling action or anything like that like they would have in in certain scripts it really like it goes all the way to the end every part of that movie is pretty important despite being fairly slow i would say this is one of those movies Mm -hmm. where you watch it and you're like okay well that's pretty good Mm -hmm. but then you get to the end and you're like oh that was actually really good yeah yeah and it does it really like without that without the ending not specifically it didn't have to be that ending but without the ending on it the movie i i think part of that is because like it 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 more asks questions about the themes that it that it goes into 
than it does like give any answers to it. So until you have something to sort of punctuate it and, and, you know, put a point on it, there's, there's, that's, you know, there is no movie. It's just a bunch of questions with no movies. It ends up being something like a, I don't know, a David Lynch movie or something if you don't put an ending on it. And they did. And I think the ending is really, uh, I, I thought the ending is good. I know we're kind of jumping ahead, but did you like the ending? Yes, that's what I started. Uh, started. Started saying. saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Martin, the character Martin, uh, is played by, uh, he was then a first time actor. His name is John Amplis, or I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, he, he does a very good job. He's supposed to be, you know, sort of naive and, disassociated from the world as a whole, which kind of makes sense given his circumstances. And his his family life is very obviously indicated as one of the reasons for both this and the possible reasons why he may believe he's a vampire, if he's not one. There's a, there's a lot of different themes in this movie, and I, I actually did a text review of this one before. Like I said, I've already reviewed this one um, as a part of my, like, you know, new, review a movie per day thing. But I gave a lot more detail in that review than I really feel like I want to give at this point. Um, I, I will just say, like, there's a, there's a lot of themes in this that are really important that that uh, that really tie the movie together. It talks about faith and superstition and um, tradition and uh, a lot about the the sort of personalities you see. Uh, you know, d- disparate types of personalities. There's a lot about about um, grooming and and sexual assault and i mean there's there's any number of different themes in this um mental health issues definitely um, mental health issues uh like family relations mm. uh yeah yeah there's 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 a lot uh being and, just being a teenager yeah and even within the like fam- or the like mental health uh realm there's a lot yeah. more than just it's not that's one theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's 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 a, a number of different different facets to that theme that are really important. Again, like a lot of these themes, they they don't really get any any hard definite answers on very many of of these themes. Like as far as like which 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 way the the filmmakers are leaning. Again, they're just asking questions, and I think they did that in a very uh, a very good way, a very important way. Which seems a lot more subtle than I usually feel like you get out of George Romero. Maybe it's just because some of his later films have a a different sort of violence, uh, where vi- the violence in the movie is a lot more meaningless than it is in this. I think um, it has a lot of social commentary, and that's that's specifically mm-hmm. why I like uh, Night this, of the Living Dead oh, and yeah. this, mm-hmm. um, where uh, you know, like Dawn of the Dead and. Uh, well, that has, has, has some, yeah. But I, I just feel like it's not as important important to the story. Yeah. Right? It's the it's in there, but mm-hmm. it's not like the main focus. Yeah. Of the story, where where I feel like both of these are. I I would say that that Martin has Martin really has two central focuses, which is like the whole like vampirism angle. Like, is this person a vampire? Um, if not. Why do they think they're a vampire? Why do other? Why does you know uh, what's his name? Kuda. Mm-hmm. Why does Kuda? He's the 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 cousin or whatever. Um, why does Kuda think he's a vampire? Um, but but yeah, I I would say like all of all of those questions, and then I mean the whole the whole central point of this movie is questions, both that question and the questions about like what are what are the effects of like uh you know of again faith of. Uh, superstition, mental illness, uh, you know, self-righteous morality, like all of the different themes that they explore there are big question marks um, that that they want you to sort of draw your own conclusions to in in pretty much every in every case, you know, there's there's like two answers in this whole movie. And uh, and a lot of the rest of it is completely ambiguous, I would say. Uh, what was your what 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 did you think about like the cinematography and and uh, the editing and all of that? Just the actual like technical aspects of the film, the lighting and stuff. Um, I thought they were really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one could argue not very good mm-hmm. in some in some respects, but I thought they were really interesting. The mm-hmm. the things they chose to focus in on and cut to mm-hmm. and cut away from. Um, mm-hmm. 
There's there's a few things that seem a little stale. Yeah. Um, but there's some things that seem really good. Um, uh, specifically, just like cutaways to like actions of people doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even even the like what I always like call B roll. Uh huh. Of like random things that they were like hey let's film that that would probably look cool <laughs> are are pretty cool they are they were like yeah, yeah that is uh-huh. that kind of helps yeah the movie along mm-hmm. opposed to where a lot of uh b-roll like that is like a, a waste of time and doesn't help right yeah you feel anything for the movie mm-hmm. yeah um i felt like and and this is this is a warning to any potential you know, people who'd be interested in watching this movie, the first five minutes or so are cut together really poorly for reasons that I really don't understand. There are some really sharp cuts. There is some really bad ADR dialogue. You're talking about There's, the train scene? Yeah. Um, not even the whole train scene, just mm-hmm. like the very beginning of it um, is is very, very... Uh, for some reason, it's everything is abrupt. I think they probably didn't get enough, uh, get enough shots of, of what uh, they were trying to get. I, I assume they got too many shots. And didn't know and what they, they wanted to and use, they had so they to just cut, cut out a bunch stuff. in. Uh, the original cut of this movie mm-hmm. uh, is two hours and, I think, 45 minutes. Oh, wow. I'd kill to see that. Yeah, 45 minutes. So, I assume that could be why. Yeah. I assume that's why. But they had I, too they many good shots that be. they wanted in. But yeah, the original cut is two hours and 45 minutes. Wow. Um, Is that available anywhere? Do you know? I don't know. I've never oh, seen it. I'd be... I, I would love to see more of this, to see more of what they had for this, for this movie. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that could be too. Like maybe they had too much stuff and it, it, but yeah, the editing is really clumsy in the very first part of it. I don't even know if it is the first whole five minutes. Um, stick with it. Uh, it, it definitely don't let that turn you off because it's really, it's a very small part of it. After that, pretty, most of the editing is pretty good. I think the lighting is a little bit bland for the most part, but it, again, it, it creates that contrast, the, the, you know, the whites and the blacks and then the, the color in between it. So it, it you know, um, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little bland, but I don't, I, I feel like in purpose in a certain mm-hmm. sense to make it feel drab, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause it, this, like it's, it's an interesting even to this day, it's an interesting take on, like, a vampire story. Oh, very much so. Um, yeah. Like, cutting away from, like, like the glamour of being a vampire that has yes. become a mm-hmm. more and more thing, and even was a thing. Yeah, even back then. Yeah, yeah. Even, even Dracula, like, glamorizes being yeah. a vampire in this. So, like, the, like, like grungy, gritty, like, gross, like, mm-hmm. like film texture that it has. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think helps the movie a lot and yeah. what it's trying to say and be. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really cuts away from a lot of the, the romanticism of vampires. It even kind of calls to that. Yeah. Oh, and it acknowledges movie. them. Yeah, 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 for sure. It does. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it, actually. The, the, um, just the contrast, uh, of this story to many other vampire stories and actually, um, you didn't see this one. It's another one that I've been trying to get you to watch kind of less than, than the other one. Cause I think you would probably enjoy the other one a little bit more. Um, and I have actually already reviewed this on one of my solo episodes, but, uh, the transfiguration takes a lot of notes from this movie transfiguration. I think it was from 2016 or 17. Um, very, very good movie. Uh, does, does again, takes a lot of hints from this and, in, in another movie, but, uh, acknowledges it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it doesn't feel like they're just like trying to rip off these other stories because it, it's like, no, this is like kind of a love letter to vampirism while yeah, also yeah. being more realistic to the, to like the circumstances and everything. Um, now the first time, the first time that we watched this movie, Sam, you and I came away with entirely different opinions about, um, the, the ending of the movie or about, about what one particular aspect of the movie. Right. Um, do you hold with your opinion? Then? I don't even remember what it was. Mm, okay. I'll pause. So do you, so do you keep that? Do you, do you maintain that opinion about this, about this movie? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I think to, to a certain extent it is, uh, secondary. It's something that you don't need to have an answer on. 
but but I still hold with my opinion too. So yeah. I don't remember your opinion, but I'm sure it was good. It was the opposite of I'm yours. I'm sure. I'm sure it was good. Your opinion's so good. It was the absolute opposite. I'm kidding. Of her, yours. her her opinion is terrible. So was there anything? Was there anything that you picked up on this one that you don't remember from the or not not that you don't remember because there was that there was one particular scene that neither Sam or I remember for no really reason. Weird, right? And we remembered the scene right after it. And we're pretty sure it's the same cut. Yeah. Because there's all there's the long cut. Uh-huh. And then there's supposed to be another version that has uh different music to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe we watched the same one. I remember twice. that music. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's this whole scene that we just That neither about. of us neither of us remembered. And the scene after it has to have had the scene that happened before it, otherwise it doesn't make sense. And we remember the scene after it. It's not a terribly interesting scene, also. It, it's I not the best scene the, in the movie. I think yeah. it's like one of the not great. I think and necessary scenes. No, I was going to say, I think it kind of works counter to some of what it's trying to talk about in the movie. Yeah, right. To have it happen in that place in the story. Um, so there's probably a longer yeah. version. Yeah. Since there's right. a long, apparently everything in this is supposed to be longer. I don't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the most, the most thing about it uh-huh. that I noticed, and maybe I even noticed, right, it's been so long. Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, Marn's doing a, like, Marn has a real Luke Skywalker from A, a New Hope thing going. Are you talking about his hair or I'm his wide-eyed stare? <laughs> I was talking about his acting, but yeah, those two. Yeah. Yeah, the it's hair like, and the wide-eyed stare. It's a lot stare. of like, oh, I'm going to, oh, I can't do a good. A good Luke, Luke, Luke Skywalker. Uh, a good, uh, a good Mark Hamill. Yeah, from, from A New Hope. It's just like. Yeah. I think in this movie, it totally works for the role. I, I can't imagine, like, if they made a, a remake of this movie, I can't imagine who they would get to do that part. That I didn't, wouldn't uh, infuriate me. I didn't, I didn't say it was bad. Mm-hmm. It's just comparable. Yeah. And when, like, when I was like, hey, this is like, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's all. And, you know, it, this was made, like, a year later. Th- this was made a year after Star Wars? Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, uh... I I really personally I enjoyed it quite a bit. I I've his seen, acting. Oh, I liked his acting too. I just yeah. noticed, noticed the similarities. I don't know if it was intentional mm-hmm. or just the way people perceived uh, like naive characters at uh-huh. the time. Yeah. Um like a new hope people love that. You know? Yeah. Like Mhm. Yeah, not, I like it. I'm not one of them, but yeah. people do love it. Yeah, well, a new a new hope was my favorite for the longest longest time. So uh yeah, you're not you're you're not gonna you're. I get how Mark Hamill's acting in that movie isn't the greatest facet of that movie, and it doesn't that particular aspect doesn't always add to the story. His his acting in that regard, that wide eyed, you know, staring down the camera, staring down the audience, staring down something like doesn't work in all scenes. And this, I feel like like. That's really a part of his personality and his character. Like, I've known people who have that that same look on their face that obviously don't don't believe themselves to be vampires, but, like, do have actual mental health problems um, that just kind of look like that a lot. Yeah, I, yeah, like, the story of, of A New Hope isn't, like... Mentally ill like, child. Yeah, it's like Luke Skywalker <laughs> thinks he's a Jedi. <laughs> right. But no one's sure. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh-huh. Actually, they clear, this has, that, they clear that up pretty. Actually, this has a lot a lot in common with, uh, with, a, with new a New Hope. What are you about to say? He has a smug look on his face and he knows I like A New Hope. So what are you going to say about it? Okay, so. Marn's Luke. Right? Right. Established. Coda. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I guess. Christina. Uh, Princess Leia. <sighs> Throw some dro- droids in there. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Get I, yourself a movie. Disagreement. What do you, how do you disagree with that? I disagree with that. I, uh, I, I don't think that, I don't think that Coda really stands in for that. I don't think any of Kudo. that. Kudo. Kudo. Not Coda. Kudo. Okay. I don't think any of that has any merit whatsoever yeah. okay it was just a funny thing to say because you're a mean and one. the and the archetypes exist in that movie in a certain way 
The, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. Usually, it's mostly de- demographic-wise, but yeah. Um, what did you think about the the rest of the acting? What did you think about, like, Tom Savini and, um, you know, the rest of the cast, I guess, besides John Amplis? Um, John, John Savini's good. He's not a terribly big part. Tom Savini? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, what is it, Coda? Coda? Coda. 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 Um, he was really good. Um, he does a lot of good acting, not when he's not speaking. Mm-hmm. He does, yeah. Um, if you look at him, he's acting like the whole time mm-hmm. as that character, even when he's not talking and there's just mm-hmm. like shots of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say the same about uh, about Martin. I would say it too, but it it's it's, it's, it's less so acting. intense. Yeah, yeah, his is intense. His Kudos is so is intense. Yeah, is intense. And like for an actor to get that kind of intensity. To just like sit on a train or at a dinner table or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. I was just drawn to it. Is all mm-hmm. I was mentioning. Like yeah. No, it really is. He's he is like a presence, even if he's not in a shot, and you know he's sitting at the table where they're where they're not looking at him. Like you almost still feel that glare happening, even though he's not even in the shot. Um, which is which is definitely good. Yeah, he does have quite an impact. Um, I thought. Uh, her name is Christina, right? I believe so. The uh, it's another person. It's another family member living in the house. Um, she, I thought she was pretty good too. I think she felt fairly realistic to the circumstances, and they gave her surprisingly kind of an arc, which I wasn't really anticipating. Just because, like, she's she a woman in a seventies movie, such a side character. and she is, yeah, she's a side character. She's there to serve a purpose in a lot of ways. But they still give her an arc. She has a real actual story and her her own her own traits and characteristics and even flaws. Like all of it is all of it is really there, which is something you don't always expect out of a 70s movie, Um, especially one that like, again, she's so secondary to for the most part. What did you think about uh, George Romero's performance? Uh, George Romero. Oh, uh, he's barely in it. He's barely in it. Yeah. Um. I don't know, that's fine. <laughs> Why'd you like it? Uh, I thought it was ridiculous. Not oh. not bad at all, but definitely ridiculous. That's funny. Yeah, it it is funny. It it does serve a purpose too, like to some of the messaging of the of the movie. Yeah, to help you know what the theme of it is. Yeah. And to help you mm-hmm. like guide it through the the movie's ideas. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. Um, I thought it I thought it was pretty good. I I, I actually and I liked this last time, uh Mm-hmm. The actress that played uh, Miss Santini. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I um, think that's her name. Yeah. Uh, her her role is basically she's sad, <laughs> yeah. and I completely buy how sad she is. Uh huh. Um. That's all. Like she's like, here's a character in the movie that's supposed to be sad, and I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. She's doing it. She's doing <laughs> she's, it. She's killing that sad role. She has a couple of other, there's a couple of other things that, that she does that are, that are important to the story as well. She's definitely a, not a main focus of this movie. Um, but there are definitely a couple of things that, that you can say as far as like what's, what's happening there. Um, she's, she is definitely important to several of the themes in the movie. Yeah. We paused off there to talk about something that's definitely a spoiler. Did you, did you agree with that, with that particular interpretation of, of her character? Uh, to some degree, mm-hmm. but I can't say anything else about it. Because yeah, it's because a spoiler. You, because it is. It's definitely a spoiler. So everything, everything about that character is a spoiler. So moving, <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, it's 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 just it's another person. There's a lot of people in this movie. It goes through a lot of different characters. In a way, they're just very small. Most of them roles. Yeah. Um, it's mostly Marin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the people he kind of interacts with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that way, actually. Mm-hmm. So before we talk about, like, comparatively what this movie felt like the first time and felt like the second time, um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, like, with this movie? I know we can't talk directly about very much of it without, uh, I don't know, kind of ruining a lot of it. Right. But... No, not 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 specifically. Okay. So, so comparatively, 
were there things that felt different or was the did the movie feel any different were there things that you picked up more on the second the second time watching it than you did the first time um maybe some of the earlier scenes uh-huh because uh just just from the first scene you kind of don't know what's happening yeah and i had never heard much about this movie before i started watching it mhm so in in the beginning scenes you kind of get where the movie's going more mhm and you kind of s- understand why things are shot the way they're shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, that's the only... For me, I I feel like that was the biggest and close to only difference I had in feeling mm-hmm. and, like, understanding of the movie. Mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like I should have given it more time. I've spent a lot of time since I've done this... this uh, since I reviewed this the first time, I, 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 I feel like I spent a lot of time... Th- thinking about this and comparing it, especially after watching The Transfiguration, which I watched much, much sooner, much more recently, um, maybe three or four months ago. Um, and uh, and so I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this one, and I have tried to keep in mind the ones that I really enjoyed so that one, you know, one day, one episode or something, I could talk about, you know, what, what I felt like was the best of the best as far as what we watched this year. And um, both of those are on the list, actually. But but I feel like I watched it too soon, and uh, a lot of the emotional impact of it was kind of lost on me the second time, even though I was aware of all the same things. I think I was also much more compelled by what was happening to try to figure out what was going on the, fir- this, the first time that I watched it more than the second time, obviously, because I already knew where it went. I remembered everything except for that one scene. I kind of remembered did you feel any of that? Did you no, lose I, any of that? No, I actually didn't lose any Did of that. Did you appreciate I, it more the second time? Uh, especially going into the end, I didn't think mm-hmm. it it was going to have as much impact on me. Right. As it did. And yeah. It to- and it totally did. Like, did it? I was like, you know, I was like, I know what's happening. It's going to happen. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> no. I, I did definitely notice more of the flaws, but that's that's something that'll happen, you know, anytime you rewatch any movie, you're gonna pick up on more flaws. Um, I still think that this is a really important movie, and I still think it's one of my favorite things that I've seen for this whole thing. Um, whether I would definitely call it my my absolute favorite having rewatched it, I don't know. There are definitely some rough edges on this movie. Um you can it, there are some things that feel like problems that maybe more budget could have solved. Uh, the lighting, I, I really felt like could have used a little bit more uh, nuance, maybe, in, in some of the scenes. Uh, but but I, I do really, really appreciate this one. And this is definitely one of my favorite vampire movies that I have ever seen. And I really like vampires. I feel like I've mentioned that on the podcast. I probably feel the opposite of you. Hmm. Uh, I probably don't like it more uh-huh. than the first time, but it like re. It just reminded you how good how, it was. Yeah, how much I did actually like it. I don't think Where that I, ever left my mind. Is why I don't think it really did either. But it it was mm-hmm. like cemented by uh-huh. watching it again. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did like that, and I do think this is really good. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't I, the rough edges on this really don't bother me at all. No, uh, me neither. Really, I think it adds to it. In, in the way of uh, being kind of a period piece mm-hmm. and just the way people thought at the time, even. The like, way ideas tell, were presented. Yeah, and you get, you get, It feels so late 70s. It does. I really like that uh, about it, too. Me, too. And I think a lot of the problems come from the way uh, film was made at that time. Mm-hmm. And, I had been For low, sure. and it being low budget. Yeah. Um, yeah, nobody spared lighting on a budget this movie at, yeah, in, the, in the late 70s. Exactly. It wasn't even a thought. That's um, the first thing to go. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Something about it, something about the feel, like, some, even thinking of it being, like, a little bit more, like, well-lit slash cut together a little better, mm-hmm. I would think it would be weirder after mm-hmm. watching it twice more po- now. More polish would yeah, be weird for you. Yeah, because it the whole thing lacks polish and that's mm-hmm. kind of part of the theme slash story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's true. So I don't know. Yeah. I, it's hard to mm-hmm. think about these uh-huh. intangible ideas of what if, <laughs> right. but if I, ha- if I had to, which is what you were talking about, mm-hmm. that's, 
Yeah. Would be my feeling on it. Yeah. See, I, I think because I watched the, ter- the, the, the Transfiguration is a much more polished movie. Um, and I, I feel like th- there are so many themes and, 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 uh, similarities between these movies, which, like I said, are acknowledged similarities, um, that I, I feel like I've seen this movie with more polish and it was good. Um, so I think it is, uh, I, I don't mind that this one doesn't have polish. It, it is a different movie. Like you said, it's very reflective of its period. And I really appreciate that aspect of it. I do really like that. Um, that said, there are still things that even in the seventies probably could have been done better, even on, on, you know, this basic budgetary level. It's funny because the things that I feel like on low budget movies are usually a problem weren't as much of a problem. Like if anything, like usually lighting, uh, in, in movies, if anything, it's like super dim. Maybe that's just more these days because of the way, I don't know, camera optics work more, you know, on, on digital film versus, you know, what would this have been? Eight, um, eight millimeter. I I don't know. There's some film stock. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it could have been a lot of. It could have been like sixteen millimeter, yeah. millimeter, mm-hmm. thirty four millimeter, mm-hmm. three fifty seven Magnum. No, that wasn't. <laughs> I shot on that. Super seventy eight. Um, I don't think this was super no, seventy eight. Probably not. That's like a weird. Yeah, that's I, like a weird film. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. He said. That's why I said it. That's why I said it after 357 Magnum. Because we're talking about millimeters. I forget how funny you are sometimes. I know. I'm so funny and it's just all lost on you. It's really, it's really a shame. But regardless, it was shot on film. Yeah. So that would make a, di- makes a difference mm-hmm. with the uh, color. Yeah, color temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I, uh, but, but yeah, the, the, the the acting, which again, like John Amplis, this was the very first thing he was ever in. Like you, that was sort of surprising to me, even though of course he's like, he's weird, but his character is weird. So it totally works for it. Like, I'm sure that, that this guy isn't playing himself too. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like watching him. He's just playing a version of himself, which is something that you see a lot with first time actors or fifth time actors or Will Smith. Or, uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Or Mark Wahlberg, playing a version of himself and everything. Except for when he played a science teacher, and that was a disaster. That was him, so. that was him as a science teacher. I know. It wasn't, though. God. What is it? Oh, boy. Now there's a good movie. All right, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, how acting is often something that isn't super great in, in these low-budget movies, but the acting in this is, I think, one of the stronger points in it. Uh, I think, I think, like I said, seeing Martin played by another actor would be really, really weird. Uh, I'm sure now that, uh, you know, George Romero is, you know, gone and stuff, they will consider remaking that. They've already remade the Dawn of the Dead movies, several of them. He's been making those things, you know, he made them up until pretty much the day he died, but they were remaking the series behind him as he was continuing to make more of his own films, um... I feel like Martin is a pretty big, probably going to move up on a lot of people's lists as far as remakes. And and I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing. I'm not saying that it couldn't be done well because the transfiguration proves that a modern, polished version of this story could definitely work. But I think if you attach the Martin name to it, to me, it's going to have a certain thing to live up to, like a certain expectation and level of something that that would be sort of a high bar. Like I said, this is one of my favorite things that I've seen for this entire project. Definitely top 10. Uh, I think the one that I actually liked the most was The Man Who Laughs, but that doesn't actually, that's not a horror movie. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to rewatch that one and re-review it because I've already talked about it on the podcast. I've already reviewed it once before that. And uh, it's not a horror movie. We semi-reviewed it on the podcast. We did, that's what I'm saying, yeah. We had already done that. So re-watching that would not have been like a very good thing since we've already talked about it on the podcast. So. Yeah, a remake of this would have to be a completely different thing. Yeah. It'd be so hard to mm-hmm. recreate the feel of this movie. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what makes it, like, special. Yeah, yeah, Because it has absolutely. a really different feel mm-hmm. than I'm trying, like, it, I can't think of another movie that really feels this way mm-hmm. and that, like, is up to the same par. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of you know, low budget uh seventies, eighties movies that have like 
uh, visual similarities, mm-hmm. but they don't reach the the their their goodness is usually within like campiness, right? And this is there's no that. camp. Yeah, this isn't a campy movie at all. Yeah, which which a lot of George Romero fans might be surprised to hear, but there is there's really no camp in this movie. There's camp in pretty much all of his movies in one way or another, but this one. I, I, you know, there's stuff that doesn't necessarily hold up super well, maybe, um, you know, in, in certain respects, I guess, uh, one, one group of scenes in particular, I, I think really doesn't hold up, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no camp value to this at all. It's not trying to, it's a very serious toned movie and it takes itself seriously and you take it seriously, or at least, you know, I very much did. Yeah. Uh, the, the message of the movie is very serious. The... Mm-hmm theme of the movie is very serious mm-hmm. um you know there's there's moment there's a decent amount of mo- moments of lightheartedness yes but everything they're saying and doing is uh earnest mm-hmm. so it's kind of re- really interesting in that way mm-hmm. uh especially for the time a lot of b movies and stuff like that are just like ridiculous movies mm-hmm. and this is like the exact opposite of that mm-hmm. and some of those movies are great too but it this movie is it's just more different. special for yeah. that reason mm-hmm. you know anything that has this like level of severity mm-hmm. is usually a higher budget movie for the time mm-hmm. right uh is there anything else that you wanted to talk about for this one uh not really okay um who would you recommend this one to is there anybody specific that you think would really like this movie um I feel like if you if you really like Night of the Living Dead, like I I really feel this has a lot of the same things that I love about Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I feel like if you're if you like that, you would you would like this. It's not like a big gore special effect driven movie. You know, it's it's about it's about you know, people. It, yeah, it's about people, and it's like a, a character study of Martin. Mm-hmm. You know where that is, where Night of the Living Dead's like uh, uh, a bottleneck episode of a movie. <laughs> you know, like there's a, there's some gore, and then all of a sudden, a bottle it's episode. people. Yeah, a bottle episode. It's people in a house for four minutes to an hour, and yeah. that's the movie. Uh huh. Um, I I don't feel like you necessarily have to enjoy Night of the Living Dead a lot to like this. I one. didn't say you had to, but it, no, I, I, feel I just like wanted it would to, help. I just wanted to punctuate that for other people out mm. there who don't as much care for it, and I probably do need to rewatch Night of the Living Dead without just by myself because it's been a lot of years since I've seen it, and people talked it up so much that could have been a lot of the problem. By the time I actually got around to seeing it, it was too hype. Um, but yeah, uh, I think any any fan of vampires, uh really should see this movie even if this isn't their normal style of vampire this like sort of almost um you know approaching real world approach um you know there's there's no real gothic elements to most of the movie uh they, there's a little bit of that of course uh and in fact there uh maybe there's a little more of it than uh than the surface value like average screenshot from this movie would would show is what like a goth- gothic a- atmosphere. There's, there's, I think there's, there's a, a grouping an, of scenes. That I think are... there's an amazing modern gothic mm-hmm. atmosphere. Yeah, it's kind of its own. True. Uh, look at gothic imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, with like old buildings, but not like, but not gothic. It, yeah, not gothic, gothic era. Period. Yeah, yeah, period buildings. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I actually that's one of the things that visually, that I, visually, I I really like about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also, you know, if, uh, you know, if you like movies with social commentary, there's a ton of meat to this story. There's a lot of commentary and I definitely did, um, the second time around watching it, I, I, I did find more nuance now going into it now that I knew the themes to look out for. There's stuff even early in the movie that I wasn't picking up on originally because it wasn't fully established in my mind what they were going for here. Um, watching it from the beginning with those themes in mind, uh, there's a lot that adds to it. Um, there's a surprising amount of depth and nuance to this for, again, a George Romero piece. And he did write and direct this movie. So 
Uh, it, it, it is really impressive. Now, pretty much all of his movies have some form of social commentary, even the, even the of the dead movies, uh, even the, the sort of later ones from what I understand do have elements of that. I haven't seen a lot of the later, later ones, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, uh, there, there are a lot of things in this that I really, really enjoyed. Just, just, uh, felt different. I, I think this movie is sort of unique, even, even with the transfiguration, which I've mentioned 75 times, like how much I liked that and, and, uh, how, how similar in certain ways that is to this movie. I still feel like, like this is an important movie and it's different, uh, than most things that I've seen. It does have a really nice atmospheric feel to it. That's sort of indicative of that period of filmmaking there's a lot of air to things. They they aren't afraid to leave things without dialogue. The music is so weird. Um, it's, it's reminiscent of a of a PBS special at times. At times, yeah, yeah. Um, which is very weird and sets an interesting mood. It does not necessarily yeah. bad sometimes, mm-hmm. but sometimes good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I would like to watch the other version with the. With the other soundtrack. The soundtrack yeah. I wonder if it's just like a standard Hollywood soundtrack or if it if it has like uh I believe a band and... did it, but I can't remember oh, what really? band, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Also, while we're talking about that, um uh-huh. the band uh so- uh Soft Cell uh wrote a song. Uh Oh in, about Martin. In uh nineteen eighty three or five or sometime. Uh huh. Um that's all. I I love soft cell. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Martin soft cell and is great. And Martin, I, saw, I is just great. wanted to mention it. Now I have to look up the lyrics to that. That's interesting. So yeah, I guess look that up. Um, yeah, the soundtrack is super weird, but it feels it feels very period. It, again, it kind of solidifies how how like seventies this movie is. You've you have heard the soundtrack on other movies and probably not picked up on it or realized how how odd it seems because you'll hear the same soundtrack in horror movies and sci-fi movies and in comedies like from this period it's really funny uh things that are similar to this uh there are parts of it where it does feel like it kind of matches the mood and then other parts where it's like this is why 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 would you put that over Mm this so i don't know uh so that's our review of martin from 1978 and uh that's our episode uh, that's our hundredth episode, or at least my hundredth episode. Samuel, how many episodes have you been on? Do you think? Feels like a million episodes. Mm, it's not been that many. Uh. It's not been that many. I should go back and count them, but then I'd have to actually listen to all of them because sometimes you're only in the second half of them. Uh-huh. So I'm mysterious. In my life. <laughs> just <laughs> you just poof appear out of nowhere. So, um, yeah. Uh, thank, thanks for listening. Um, I know that technically by the time you get this, it won't even be Friday the 13th, but it counts for me. I wanted to watch the movie on Friday the 13th. Um, and, uh, that, and I wanted to do an episode on Friday the 13th and I'm the only one who cares. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So that was, that was Martin. That was great. So now that now that I've gotten this, this this had been something that I'd been planning for a little while. Uh, this hundredth episode, I, I that's why I did one. That's why I had to do one. I felt like on my birthday, like do another review, because I wanted the hundredth episode to also be the Friday the thirteenth, thir- Friday the thirteenth episode. So um, that's that. Um, I will say I am at this point. Uh, I do know what my release schedule will be. Um, my, my days of releasing are going to be on the 13th and the 31st, because those are really easy for me to remember, even though they're not exactly two weeks apart or even like half a month apart. That's the ones I want to remember, or that's the ones I want to release it on. Um, and I'm going to take a month. Uh, I, your first episode when I come back will be dropping on, uh, or at least the first planned episode. If there's something in between there, I might, I might do something if I, if I feel like it. But the first actual planned scheduled episode will be on May 13th. Uh, and then following following that, it'll be May 31st. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening and whatever the two of you who listen. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to take some time off and not do reviews and see what it's like to, like, read books again and, like, get full amounts of sleep sometimes and um, all of that. 
possibly try to do other things. Uh, I think it was really important for me to have done this, uh, especially to have actually made it the full year. I know I didn't do a year's worth of podcast episodes um, because I did the text reviews before I did any of that, but it's still, it was something that, that uh, I think weirdly su- was surprisingly instrumental in me getting my shit together in like other areas and finally doing th- stuff that I've been like trying to do for seven years and been unhappy and all of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it it's weird to think that something like that, like just a small daily routine of some kind could be really instrumental in that, but I think it really was, um, So thank you for being a part of that in whatever way that you have been, if you have been. And if you haven't been, thanks anyway for just, like, being around and hearing my voice right now and not being completely annoyed by it, which I assume Sam is. It's true, it's true. Yeah. (laughs) No, not completely. (sighs) Do you agree that part that this in some way, because Sam has been around a lot this year, Sam has watched a lot of these movies with me even before I was doing the podcast. Um, do you think this helped me get my shit together at all? I have no idea what your problem is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are are you on your birthday this year? Are you going to try to get your shit together? Are mm. you going to do something to get your shit together? Not at all. No. I want to lose more of my shit on my birthday together. Yeah, I know. Huh. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Sam hates his birthday. <laughs> Sam super hates his birthday. Uh, was there anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, but I I really enjoyed this film. Uh, mm-hmm. out of out of all the mo- movies and stuff I've seen, uh, with, with you yeah. doing this, uh, this is probably on the top like ten. It would yeah. I'd be surprised if it didn't make top ten. Probably maybe even top five. Me too. Um, it was just something I I knew very little about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I wanted then, to watch a vampire movie, and I was like, "We're watching this," and you're, yeah. like, and you're like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "It's a vampire movie by George Romero." Shut up, watch it. Yeah, I was, <laughs> like, like, oh, I was like, like, "I don't know he made vampire movies." Like, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't watch it. Um, <laughs> uh, so it was, it's it was quite a surprise how interesting it was, and mm-hmm. the more people don't talk about it. Uh, after seeing it, like a few months later, there was a, like a, a red letter media video about it. Oh yeah, and did I you would, watch that? Have you yeah, seen I've it? seen it. Okay. Uh, and I was like, uh, "Oh wow, that's interesting." Did they not get it? No, they got it, and okay. it's 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 good if you're in, if you've seen it because they most they don't spoil the whole thing, but they spoil a lot of it. Yeah, all of their reviews. You should watch usually, it before you uh, usually do. But yeah. it was interesting that they were talking about it too, and kind of saying that it's uh, like underappreciated and. Oh, definitely. That's yeah. that's exactly how I feel about it. So it's very underappreciated, if you haven't especially seen it, coming from such a big name. If you haven't seen it, try to see, try to find it. If you know what I mean, <laughs> it's probably out there somewhere. Yeah, it's probably out there in the ether somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was a really good one. That's why I wanted to do this one. Uh, like there were other there were other things that I was looking at doing. There were a couple of other plans for what I wanted to do for this day. Uh, including watching Friday the 13th, which I actually don't know if I've a- ever seen the original one, but I didn't have the time to really I've try to it. get it. Yeah, I know you have. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a Freddy girl. I'm not a, not a Jason girl. Samuel, are you a Jason girl? No. I, I do like Jason though. Yeah. But I also like Freddy. Yeah. I don't know. Bitch. Yeah. I, I just... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was, that was one of the plans that I had. I was also going to go see a movie in the theater, which if you're, if you exist in reality right now, you probably know which movie in the theater I would probably have been planning to see, but I was too tired and I have to work super early tomorrow and should really fucking stop doing this podcast right now. Um, but yeah, this was one of my favorite things. I definitely had been wanting to rewatch it. I am glad that I did rewatch it. Um, I'll probably give it a little bit more time the next time I do, or at least stop thinking about it quite as before often. Before you rewatch one? Yeah, before I rewatch... Not necessarily that I rewatch one one that I think is good, but before I rewatch this one. Oh, uh, okay. Specifically, because there are definitely a couple that I know, like, a rewatch would be only good for it. Like, I didn't know whether this would be good or bad for it, particularly. I don't think it w- really was bad for it. It just, like, kind of... I didn't get the same emotional impact of it. Because I knew every single detail of everything except for that one tiny thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, so yeah, I don't know. It, it wasn't quite as mysterious the second time around because I knew where it was going. Um, that's another thing that I know we're done with this review already, but that's another thing that's really interesting is like, you don't know scene to scene where it's going. Like it, it kind of feels like, where are we going now? Like you're just following him around and you never know what's going to happen next. Um, because it could really go any one, you know, any one of a number of directions and it wouldn't be at all surprising. It's not like, you know, that this happened. So in the next scene, this is going to happen. Very rarely does that actually would you say that's would you say that's true? Yeah, a, a, a lot a lot Unpredictability. of this is watching so many movies. Uh-huh. A lot of them are very formulaic even if they're good. Uh-huh. Uh this one and and knowing very little like I was saying. Uh-huh. Also made it be like, "Oh, wow, this like went in a completely different direction." Mhm. And idea than I anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh that's uh the very final part, very final part of our review of Martin from 1978, and that's our episode. Uh, so thank you so much for listening this whole time. Um, if uh, if you would like to help out the best pot, the best, uh, the if, best podcast, the best podcast, the best, if podcast. Like to, the best podcast. I just got it's like real big for my my for my britches. A movie review podcast where we a don't do very, any research. A not very good movie review podcast. Yeah, uh huh. Is the best podcast now. I'm too big for my britches. Um, if you would like to help out the podcast, the best thing that you can do is to share this uh, with someone that you love or someone that you think is interested in horror movies. Um, the, the, the episodes will be quite a bit less frequent, which I think makes it easier for some people and less intimidated for people to get out of be like, you know, just let them know, Hey, it's not daily episodes anymore. So don't freak out that you're going to get like 700 hours behind, uh, which is really easy to do. Cause you just have to take a week off and you're 700 hours behind. Uh, if you would like to share it and, uh, you, the person that you're sharing it with doesn't have the same platform as you, or if you don't like the platform on which you found us, uh, we are available on Player FM, YouTube, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much any podcatcher out there. Um, you can reach out to us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can email me at reclusehorror at gmail.com. Uh, Sam, did you have any final thoughts or any ratings? Um, I I was thinking there's probably like like a like a nine and a half on the Sam scale. A nine and a half on the Sam scale. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty high up there. Yeah, it's very good. And uh, there's only a few things that keep it from being a ten uh-huh. in my scale. And this isn't like uh-huh. a scale of this movie's a ten. Everybody will love it. This right. is like this is a nine and a half because I like it. Yeah, <laughs> this is my opinion and my scale. Yeah, yeah. You don't think that overall it has a nine and a half out of 10 for every audience. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's, it has a nine and a half on the Sam scale. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got that. Um, I, I, I'm kind of torn between, between rating this like 75 and a half, um, 75 and a half, uh, celery stocks or, um, six and three quarters, um, radio jockeys. Radio jockeys. Yeah. Why did I go so jokey with everything? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is really good. I think I think I've I've demonstrated that that I think this movie is really good. Um, it's it's not a perfect movie, and it's probably not something that everybody would enjoy for like a number of reasons. There are things that people wouldn't like about it. But again, I really hate assigning a numerical value, like a real numerical value, to any movie. I think I think that diminishes like the idea that people have different opinions. Like you said. Like you, even you gave it a nine and a half out of 10, clearly out of 10 on your scale, but you, you felt the need to say this is on the Sam scale. This is like nine and a half as far as I like movies. And that's how I feel. I could, I could probably think about it and assign it a real number out of 10, um, for me, but I just feel like that, that diminishes the value. I think there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. And I know we've talked about that. That's why we do these dumb shitty review, like celery stocks and stuff like that. Like rate ratings but i don't know i just i i really like this movie it's real good it's real good on the scale thanks for listening everybody 
That was the Rambling Podcast. Samuel. At Podcast. 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 Yeah. Good Friday, everybody. <laughs> Good Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday the 13th. Sam ruined my podcast. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha